Welcome to episode 3 of How We Build with Jangana Podcast. My name is Steve. And today our topic on how we build is a discussion of on social design. And I'm joined by my colleagues, architects, and also a construction manager and an engineer. And I will let them introduce themselves, starting with a gentleman. My name is Kevin Chege. I'm a construction manager, a graduate construction manager at that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this discussion. Thank you, Kevin. Hi, my name is Gloria Tanui. I'm a graduate architect and I'm happy to be on the show. Hi, my name is Sheila Mutai. I'm a graduate architect and I am excited to be here today. Welcome, Sheila, to Zingana Podcast. Our engineer is out, but she'll be here for our next session. So what is social design? Maybe we start with the architects in the room. And uh, who is more familiar with social design than Gloria, with a background in with such projects? And actually, she's the one who introduced the whole of Jengana team to social design. And she can tell us more about it. Um, maybe in my own words, but the key things when I think about social design, I think about the physical intervention, the process, and maybe the end goal of the of the undertaking you're trying to trying to do. Um, so basically, social design is any form of design that has an that has an impact in order to. It has an impact such that it brings social change. That's basically the long and short of social design. So it could be in any industry. It could be construction. It could be service. It's the service industry. It could be, you know, transport. It could be energy. Yeah. And uh, uh, similar to let's say an example of a project that is is closer to you, that you can share for us for us to be to be able to understand the social design aspect of your project. Okay. Um, what do you solely focus on when you're thinking of architecture and social design? Okay. Um, when I think of social design and architecture, I think of, you know, in, in my opinion, when you look at architecture, it has, to me, it has three, three different dimensions which is maybe the aesthetics of it, the function of it, and even the structure itself. So social design could could come in in those three different facets of architecture. For example, when we look at design, it could be the design of public spaces such that the beauty of it conveys a particular message to the point it gets it brings some sort of change to the people. It could be information sharing, it could be creating awareness. So that's what I see in terms of beauty. When it comes to function, maybe how a space is used could bring social change, like for example, in informal settlements. Those spaces could be a hub for income generation such that they tackle the issue of poverty. When it comes to structure, I'm maybe not quite sure about structure. Maybe one of the engineers on the podcast could tell us a bit more on how the structure of a building can actually bring change, social change. Yes, and for engineering, I feel like it's there's a way you can use materials that uh, 
indigenous to the site mm. and there there's a way you can you can cause less damage while you're putting up your structure and there is a way you can prevent overuse of materials so what i'm getting from if we take architecture and engineering and all other fields is how we uh, how we do our projects with the let's say with the environment in mind and the people around with mind maybe the economy all those effects we minimize them to bring up a project yeah and not only minimizing not only minimizing but also maybe having a positive net effect rather than uh, trying to kind of reduce that negative effect yeah i think when i think of uh, social design in architecture i imagine okay for guys who are trying to find out more about it you could look at an architect called diebedo francis carey you know him mm-hmm. yeah he's uh He's born he was born in Burkina Faso but he's based in Germany right now. But basically where he came from, his village, he's ended up going into social design from building of schools, uh women empowerment centers, everything he does, he brings it out to bring change to his community. For example, with structure, how they've talked about the materials, he uses the local materials, he uses his people at home, he teaches them how to do it. The spaces are designed in a way where it benefits the people who live in that specific area he's just he, when he's designing he's thinking about uh the change the relationships the how the people use the space he's just focused on that community and how to change it and just from your explanation Sheila, i think we can we can bring it closer to people who are not in the who are not either architects or engineers mm-hmm. in a way that we can ask our construction manager Kevin here and also our engineer Linda has just stepped in she'll have to introduce herself how do you feel like when you go outside the urban space let's say of Nairobi and you find people are having projects in the rural areas do you feel like there is a way they can let you say the guy from Burkina Faso yes he used these ideas to come and bring uh change change through whatever is project whatever is in the community they use what is in the community he didn't bring a foreign something foreign into the community he came with ideas went to his community used what is in the community to change their spaces or their lives what do you say about that kevin about the dynamics of whatever goes on the, in the rural areas in terms of construction wise and buildings and projects and the relevance to the people in the rural areas is there an emphasis do people think of of whatever is in the rural areas or is it ideas that they import from other personally i feel like architecture needs to be more of um, tailored to the different environments that we all exist in So I'd not be opposed to the idea that you'd find architecture in the rural setting being a bit different because it's supposed to serve as Gloria's shared it's not supposed only to be an aesthetic thing it's also supposed to have functional purpose to it so um as far as we go and as far as I've seen in rural settings I think the design is just best to achieve um the baseline of what the project was supposed to be most of the times you'll find you'd go to a project and 
you know, like we've also seen these photos that circulate on social media a lot where a building has been constructed and the balconies are just off or something is just off. Like you can just tell um, this was not meant to serve the purpose functionally. It was just maybe an aesthetic thing that was just put there. So as far as we go on design and aesthetic and social design itself, I feel um, and I'd, and I'd, 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 I'd challenge the architects maybe to share more onto this, but I'd say architecture needs to be more 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 selfless more more about um serving the community and making sure that the buildings you put up are just not attractive from the outside but from the inside as well they they serve their purpose fully yeah yes i'd back up on kevin on that question and ask the architects do you feel like you architects have focused mostly mostly on aesthetic architecture and let's say the part for social change, the whatever we're talking about, social design, is not, has not been put on emphasis. What we mostly see is the aesthetic part of architecture in every construction project. Um, what I can say on that is, when you're undertaking any project, of course there's the inception, and there are those steps you take towards getting your end product. So I don't think that it only stops at, or the focus should only be on the product or the final outcome, because I think that's where most people have been focusing on. And I think it's really driven by, by commercializing some of these projects, where you put money and the time, and I understand those are very important aspects of the project, but it is also good to consider as part of the process the people you're, cons the people you're designing for. And the same way you would have different consultants on your board, we forget that the very people we we're designing for are also consultants in their own in their own way they're experts in their daily lives they're experts in their environments they're experts in that environment that design will exist in so even as we talk about architects or engineers should 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 focus more on design that is centered on the people i think also not only the end product but we should also consider what how are we involving people in this process? Because I do not think we can talk about social design without talking about involving the very people we are designing for. Yeah, so it's it's not only on the architects, it's also on the engineers. Even when you sit on that in that panel or in that committee or in that team that is working on a project, it's not only the architect to champion for design that brings social change, but every other consultant on the team. And you could you could be part of the project at different levels, but champion it within the phase in which you operate. And still on, okay, I agree with you very much. It's a teamwork in, in, in initiative. Also, from the engineers' part, there's also it there is over design that creeps in, and that is an excess of materials, such things. So these are even our building, those are building codes. Those are things that can change to bring in less use of, let's say, concrete. And we diverse. We use materials that are natural to the area and still put up the structure. But still on my question again, Sheila, do you feel like our architects are more focused on the aesthetic and the social design of, uh, of their in, when they're putting up their designs? I think as uh, the years have gone by, 
as I've grown a bit older in the industry, um, in quotes, let's just say, because I'm still young in the industry, I'd say also it's personality, the architect's personality. There are people who have different ideas of how they want to convey their designs. Like, for example, Gloria is the kind of person who's who wants the design to have a positive implication on the people who use the space. There's another guy who want, or another lady who want the design to look beautiful, to be aesthetically beautiful. But we forget that the point of the design is the user. And now as we go towards social change, we're now even thinking about the implication how is it changing this person's life? So on the question that are architects more focused, well, we live, first of all, we live in a capitalist society, not to go too deep into that. So most people think of how to make that, to make money. But on the social part, I think it's something that is creeping up. It's a personality thing. It's something that we are learning. It's something that we are also being told we are telling other people is something that we want now we move as we move forward towards the future we want it to be more in conversations and designs you're not just thinking about i'm an architect i'm a designer no i'm a designer this is for the people how how will they use the space how will it make their lives better so maybe can i add something on what sheila has said mm -hmm. um maybe my dream is that one day that we wouldn't have to, that social change wouldn't be just dependent on an architect's style or an architect's personality. Mm -hmm. Because even when we're taught some of these principles in school, when we look, when we look at, the, at the principle or the premise behind certain processes within the design process, we, we do not adhere to them. Because for example, at the beginning, you're supposed to do some kind of research, but people feel like research does not involve research on these particular users. I think the process, the process of design already caters for it. And as much as we have different design, you know, personalities and styles, it should not be separate from the core, from the core principles we were taught and the core principles we're supposed to be practicing as we do our design. Mm -hmm. So as much as it's different people's personalities, I don't I I don't think it should be that. You can still put your personality into it, but I think if we adhere to the premise of some of the steps or the phases in design, we wouldn't have a problem in terms of making social, you know, making a social impact. Yes. Uh, I, I'm thinking of how you've talked, you've talked about engineers going into over design because of policies, building codes. Now, as Gloria has said, we put it into learning. What about policies? Do these policies cater for positive implication to the people's lives? I know it can be out of our hands because this is from the authorities. But as architects ourselves, as the society of architects, what are the rules they have? What are the policies we have for if we're going to build? Let's not only think about the space. How is it going to affect these people? How is it going to change their lives? How is it going to bring more money? But something just positively happens. And I know maybe I'm speaking in a dreamy way, but it's important for us to have spaces that you enjoy. Because if you're going to spend money to build something, might as well enjoy the space. Indeed. And I feel we've reached to a part where it's, we know how to do it, but we don't do it. 
Yeah, that and also what... there are no there are no supporting structures because, for example, I could be the type of designer who wants to make a social impact, but my boss will say, "This needs to be done by this time." I don't care whether you know. Or the client. Or, yeah, you know. So it's not only people in the design interest industry, or in the construction industry, but it's also any any other any other stakeholders or actors involved in producing that design. Indeed, and. Linda can introduce herself first and then add something to as you wind up. Okay, hello everyone. My name is Linda Korir. I'm an engineer and I'm happy to be here. I'm on to that conversation. There's also the aspect of money. We're talking about social design and coming up with beautiful architectural designs that also serve a purpose. There's also that aspect of capital and finances from the client. When you tell a client you want to build a, a structure that is socially, what do you call it? Social designed. Socially designed. Yeah. They'll tell you how much is it. Yeah. Before, even they, before even they even look at how or how beneficial it is, they'll ask how much is it. So there's also that bit of money and capital in this conversation because it's what will move the project forward or keep it or stop it. So I think Linda has brought us to a concluding part, part of this first part of how we build. And the question is direct. What would you tell a person who has money and a focus to end their project? How would you convince them to put an aspect of a social design in their project? Uh, how would you make how do you how do you convince a person who wants to put, let's say, wants to tap to a main water source that it's a few kilometers from his home? How do you tell him? Because the person has money for to tap water from point A to point B. Point B is his place. Let's say between point A and B, there are so many issues of water. What would you tell a person? Okay. Uh, first of all, I think the when you talk about social design, of course, there's that social social aspect, and it means it's quite it, it's quite centered on people. And none of us exists in a society where you're the only person. We exist in a community of people. And the community of people could either work for you or work against you. So I would tell them that involving, involving people and also trying to make social impact uh, with your project would make it more sustainable because you have more people on your side who would want to see that project move forward because of what it means to the community. It means it would make it more sustainable. You'd have more people, you know, championing for your project to work. So that, for me, that's the first thing that comes into mind, sustainability. Okay. I'm thinking of maybe a building. He wants to build a building that's a commercial space or a mall and he wants he wants to bring in money the client i imagine he wants to bring in money so you'd obviously want to think about people who can't access the mall i'm just saying a very basic example the ramp for wheelchairs or tiles that are a bit tactile tiles that are a bit rough so that the blind people can be able to feel the texture when they're walking they know where where i'm going where i'm coming from where i'm located so if you tell the client, if you include these this extra things, it will be, bring more clients. It's more comfortable for people who are disabled. These are people who are going to spend money. It's not, they're not just coming to view the mall. But if you decide to not provide this part 
into your into the space that we are building then you won't get these clients like make if you're going to target the money tell them how i would tell the client how he can make money with these extra changes but still make it usable for people who need to use that space in a certain way okay that w- that is like a basic example i think of uh, those those are very good impacts and knowledge from our architects and how do a construction manager and engineers feel that however much the topic is dominated by the architects? <laughs> uh, mine is quite simple. I'd say, um, and this goes out to the architects, you, you, you might be the experts in design, but you, you need to involve the social experts in the niche you're designing for to achieve um, more social design projects that are more, they, they conform to the social design patterns. Thank you very much for listening to how we build and uh, social design. Uh, this will be run again. We'll have more discussions as we get to involve more experts on it and we put our expert experience on the topic. It's something that we aim as Jengana that the construction industry thrives for social change in the society. Thank you very much for listening to us until our next episode. You're welcome. Thank you.